And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here to have another conversation I'm hoping helps your business grow. Do you want to get more stuff done? Because I think most people in life in general do. Now, with that, increasing your productivity personally or as an entrepreneur can be a real challenge. And sometimes it can also be really simple. That's exactly what we're going to talk about during today's episode. And before I introduce the person I'm going to have a conversation with, today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by Fullscale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult, and Fullscale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably and has the platform to help you manage that team. Visit Fullscale.io to learn more. There's a link in the show notes that'll help you get there that much faster. With me today, I've got Hadi Radwan, and Hadi is the co-founder of Astea. That is an insure tech company out of Miami, Florida, well-funded and gaining traction and moving forward. I guess I'll just go ahead and say, Hadi, welcome to Startup Hustle. Thank you for having me on the show. Great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, let's go ahead and get, let's go ahead and kick this off with a little bit of uh, your backstory. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I started in the insurance industry 10 years ago and I noticed something very interesting about it that it hasn't changed for a while, especially when it comes from the tech stack. So after learning the ins and outs of the industry and after being entrenched in almost every department, I noticed that there are certain pain points that can be improved via technology. And this is where we started Astea back in 2019 where we wanted to make what we call income insurance accessible for everyone in the U.S. The reality is a lot of people focus on life insurance. They say, okay, if something bad happens to me, I want to leave my family with debt or mortgage or lifestyle expenses. The reality is what happens to you if an illness hits you or an accident and you're still alive, but you cannot work anymore or you cannot work for a period of time. What do you do with the income that is no longer there? So this is what Astea is. We're trying to protect people's income by offering them digital insurance product. And we do that uh, by allowing people to enroll on our website and get their policy within a few minutes. Okay, so with that, you've been an entrepreneur. I see there's been some congratulations on receiving funding for your company and yeah, you know, I don't always like to get into the numbers with that. You can Google what Hadi does and what Astea does, and that info is pretty easy to find. But with that, that probably made you a busy entrepreneur and also someone that probably needed to increase your productivity. There's an old saying that says, all you can do is all you can do. 
So all we can do is figure out how we can get more done in the allotted amount of time we have every day. While so many things are scalable, the amount of time you have in a day is not. So, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about productivity hacks for entrepreneurs. Overall, like as an entrepreneur, what have been some of the challenges for you when it comes to general productivity? Go ahead and lay a few things out and I'll lay a few things out myself. That's a great question. And, and I agree with you 100%. Time is finite, right? You just have 24 hours per day and you want to do multiple things. You have family, you have friends, you have work. You have your own personal uh, lifestyle from going to gym, even eating. So productivity is key because if you figure out ways to be very productive, you can shrink activities and stack them together. And as an entrepreneur uh, myself, w working in a company that is fully remote, we I work across three different time zones. So I have people in Asia, I have people in Europe, I have people in the US. And I need to be attentive to most of their, you know, timings. And uh, that has become a real challenge now that we moved post-COVID to remote. In the previous, in my previous work, uh, uh, I did not have to do that because I was in one office with everyone in the organization. So you just work from eight to five, let's say. This is where you need to be productive. Now, you know, there's no more boundaries with, with remote working expectations and perception is that if you look to be or appear to be online, you're working. And that's the expectations now. So um, that's one of the challenges that made me look into being more productive. And by productive, I would define primarily having enough energy to carry the day. Because if you're, if you're lethargic, let's say, or you don't have enough energy throughout the day, first, a task will take longer to it being be executed, let's say, and if you're if you don't have energy as well, you probably don't want to do the task, or you delay it, or you 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 set it on a different time scale. So these are, I think, the two challenges: being able to manage multiple time zones and keeping your energy level high. I have the same issue when it comes to time zones. Full scale, once again, fullscale.io is my company where we have almost 300 employees in the Philippines. Now I'm in central time in Kansas, USA, and I got 13 time zones different. They don't also don't do daylight savings time. So sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. And I have people that are working 24 hours a day. So um, I think you kind of run into, you talk about energy. Now I have attention deficit and hyperactivity disorder. I don't find it to be a disorder. I actually find it to be a, a big driver. Uh, now I, it took me years to kind of figure out how to get that lightning in a bottle. So energy isn't the thing that I'm short of. Um, what I'm short of is time. And I think that, you know, for those of you that aren't aware, I wrote a book called Balance Me, which is about finding balance in your personal, professional, and physical life. And, you know, you, you end up with things you need to do in all of those categories. And for me, like you mentioned the term stacking, we can talk a little bit more about that. One of the things that I recommend in the book is first off, you have to begin to assign a value to the, the things that you need or want to do. And I think when it comes to productivity, it's not like, it's not really judged by how many, oh, hey, I got 12 things off my list today. 
Well, if they're all low value, who cares, right? So for me, it starts with a little bit of prioritization and the highest value activities is anything that moves you towards a goal that you have in life, right? So, you know, so things, and then sometimes, and it, so anything that will move you towards a goal that you have in the category of your personal, professional, or physical life is a high value activity. What aren't high value activities are things like watching TV, playing video games, oftentimes driving your car. So we mentioned the term stacking. I mean, I think one of the first hacks and tips that I'll give is I try to make my phone calls while I'm in the car because driving inherently is not a high value activity. So I can stack something else in there. So when I'm in front of my desk or my computer, uh, I can focus on other things. And is that's by your definition, stacking, right? Absolutely. So I do the same, but I do it while walking. So I do meetings while walking to get my steps in. And uh, this gives me a perspective from uh, first being active and looking uh, outside, you know, the work environment, because now you're walking, you have the blue sky in front of you, you have a wider vision which gives your eyesight a little bit more relaxation. And that allows you to go back to your desk and be more productive as well. So I do stack, if you want, activities that are uh, adjacent. So I cannot, I cannot drive and, for example, type, right? But I can walk and, and do, do a call or respond to my emails. I can actually, being someone who works from home, I can cook and I can let's say, uh, do a meeting or an, I, I, I wouldn't be able to do an interview, but definitely a short meeting with someone in another company, I can do it while do that. So stacking is, is a very easy to deploy productivity hack today. I can actually do as well walking and listening to a podcast and then, you know, taking notes via some voice uh, technology on my, on my iPhone. Now, there, you know, there's a whole school of thought when it comes to multitasking that doesn't want you to stack things. I, I personally don't subscribe to it. I don't believe in it. Um, I, I, by nature, need to be doing several things. Um, and, and, you know, that has a lot to do with it. I think that you, and you, another stackable thing. Now, we're talking about productivity hacks for entrepreneurs. Now, look, that doesn't, these hacks don't just have to be uh, don't have to be related to work things. Cause if your person, your personal, professional and physical life all rely on each other. So if your personal life ends up falling apart or your physical life ends up falling apart, you're not going to be able to put that attention and that obsession into the business. And I find a lot of entrepreneurs are, are, so I've had people ask me about my book cause it says balance me. They're like, is this a life balance book? I actually write it. I don't believe that that life balance is a real thing, especially for an entrepreneur. Like there are times when you can feel like your, your efforts are distributed well, and then times that there's not. I think the actual act of trying to keep things balanced is good. Uh, exercise is a very stackable thing. Like you mentioned, there's, uh, so I, before I was an entrepreneur, I had a job uh, where I was a, a district sales manager and I had the nickname, the walking sales rep. Cause I was always out walking when I made my calls. Cause I didn't, it was easy for me to do the same thing. And occasionally like they would hear a lawnmower, or, like a dog, but they're like, where are you at the park? I'm like, no, I'm walking. 
So I would walk, you know, sometimes five up to 10 miles in a day. And I was in great shape. I wasn't like out there speed walking with dumbbells in my hands. I was just staying active. I also shared with you before uh, we started the, the conversation that I have a gym in my house and I'll actually have some of my local employees will come by and we can do a sales meeting or something. And, you know, we're not like, you know, dripping in sweat, but it's not any, I think anything I'm getting old, hottie, I'm 47, man. Like anything that keeps these old bones moving is a good thing for me. So what are some other, is that, are those your most stackable things to exercise in the, and, and calls? So basically it's a great way to put it because, uh, as you mentioned, if you do certain activities like walking and doing your calls, especially sales calls, changing your physiology, it gives you a different way of delivering your your message. You have more confidence because you can walk, um, uh, expand your your reach by you know uh, moving your your uh, shoulder blades. So there's a lot of physiology that you can implement in certain calls. Now another course that could be a disadvantage, right? If you're doing a board meeting, you don't want to be walking and there's uh, noise out there or cars honking left and right, right? So. That's, that, that's one uh, part of it. Other stacking. So the way I do my productivity hacks is, as I mentioned, there's the energy element and then there's the shortcuts. So I have a lot of frameworks and mental models that I deploy so that it allows me to get things done uh, faster and be able to do them in a short period of time. So a few of the mental models is like the, the Eisenhower matrix, which you have the two by two matrix, important and urgent, and then you figure out which tasks fit where. The other um, shortcut or something that I've trained myself to do is having inbox zero. So being uh, in, in a position where I have like 80 employees in the organization, I need to avoid being the bottleneck myself. So if someone's calling me or messaging me or emailing me, I need to make sure that I get things moving within the organization. So this is another shortcut or, or mental model that I use, which has helped me a lot. But as you mentioned, you know, going back to why I focus a lot on having enough energy throughout the day, if you want to stack, not tasks, but having, um, you know, time for your family, time for your business, if you have more energy throughout the day, you can expand the time that you can work. Because if you're tired and you want to sleep eight hours or 10 hours per day, just have 14 hours to do the rest of the things. If you have 16 hours, now you have an additional two hours that you can use for whatever goals or, or objectives you have. So I, I have a morning routine, uh, which, uh, I tend to follow, but not religiously, because there are certain things I can no longer do. And I'll, I'll walk you through that if, if it's something of interest to you. Um, so in the morning when I wake up, it's very important for me to do some stretches, some physical exercises to get the body going. And th this helps me in my mobility to get always active, to get always uh, have that energy flowing in the morning. And there's a small technique that I've learned from uh, one of uh, the podcasts I was listening to. It's called uh, looking at the sky in the morning for 10 to 15 minutes, just 
opening the window, looking up into the blue sky or gray sky, doesn't matter, as long as light comes into to your eyes, it sets your uh, biological clock so that at the point in time later, when you want to sleep, your internal clock knows that now it's the time to turn off and immediately sleep. Because if you think about it, sleep is as important as waking up. If you can sleep immediately and don't waste time and don't fall into the trap of insomnia, you can actually be efficient in the time where you're not active at all. So if you go to bed, let's say at 10 and you sleep immediately at 10.1, that's great efficiency. You didn't waste time in the bed and now you wake up at six or five, you got your full uh, night's sleep, you have, you're energetic, you're good to go. So that's another hack that uh, I found I found very useful, but you need to do it constantly. And sometimes you miss it, right? So I tend to remember it as much as possible. But I, I, I have a couple rebuttals to that because I'm on the opposite side. So you mentioned Nbox Zero. Right now, I am at 10,717. I am lot. the opposite <laughs> of inbox zero. And then also, um, I'm not, I've never been uh, a regular sleeper. The idea that I, you mentioned like 10 and, you know, here you are in bed at 10 and then 10.01. I actually play in to these things. So the reason that I've got 10,000 unanswered or unopened emails is a lot of that's just crap. And I just let it go, you know? So, I mean, some of that, so one of the things I think with productivity is people think about doing more, oftentimes doing less equates to you doing more. I think one of the most efficient things that you can do in business and in life is sometimes, sometimes the, the, the solution or the choice that has the most efficiency attached to it is to just stop doing something altogether. Uh, we talk about the value of activities and it's really easy to get sucked in. Now, when it comes to um, the sleep thing, so I think that entrepreneurs um, are usually, are quite often driven people. So we have a lot of energy already and a, there are a lot of profiles of like the ADD type. And, and, and here's the thing, entrepreneurship and business ownership is stressful. So it comes with a lot of anxiety and that'll keep you up at night. Now, one of the things that I used to do like 10 years ago is I'd go to try to go to bed at 10 and I just lay there and you talk about looking at the sky. I'd just be looking at the ceiling for like three hours trying to go to sleep. The reason you can't sleep is because something is on your mind. And for me, the best way to fix that is to just go solve whatever issue or whatever you're thinking about. Because otherwise, you're just going to lay there and probably not sleep anyway. So I'm kind of like weird and scattered in that regard. Like I don't have an easy time scheduling when or how I'm going to be productive. But when I am, I'm hyper productive. Like I can lock in. And when I get into that zone, I do everything in my power to stay in it as long as I can, because anything can knock you off. Like I'm, so I'm recording this right now and I'm actually in, I have a home recording studio and I lock my door. I will be in my, and this is also my office. So I'll lock it. Now, why do I lock it? Because something as simple as like, a kid or a wife or anything just like poking the head and can completely knock me out of this focus zone. And that's already a fragile thing for people with ADD. So, you know, like I'll do things to minimize the external 
distractions. So yeah, so like you you seem like you're you're structured and and so there are people that rely on that and I think there's also people like me that kind of rely on the chaos of things cuz I can't I I don't know, like maybe you're maybe you just do a better job of running a business than I do, but I think the thing that I've learned after 10 plus years as a business owner is that there's always all businesses have problems and all software has bugs. So the idea that we're going to solve all of the world's problems in the immediacy is a little naive. So sometimes you got to just back up and and do something. And I want to hear your rebuttal to that. But before we do that, I want to remind everyone that finding expert software developers does not have to be difficult, especially when you visit fullscale.io, where you can build a software team quickly and affordably. You can use the Fullscale platform to define your technical needs and then see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team. Fullscale.io to learn more. There's a link in the show notes. By the way, one other thing, you mentioned the looking at the sky or walking in the morning. Um, sometimes I sing really loud. Try to just belt out your favorite ah, song that gets the blood pumping. And uh, for those people that are, a lot of people are insecure about their speaking voice or their voice in general, uh, that'll make your voice really strong. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I mean, every individual is different. That's that's the, the reality. For, for me, what I've uh, what I've what worked quite well is journaling at the end of the day your thoughts and your problems putting them on paper and leaving them there for the next day because as you mentioned we cannot solve all the problems that that your company or or your family or the world has right problems are always there so you have to just understand that if you're pausing you're taking a break and then you're coming back to them so just putting them on paper uh, gives my mind the ability to relax and, and then resume the, the next day. And, um, you know, one of the tricks that I've found that has been helpful, but they're a little bit painful, so not a lot of people can do it, is just doing a cold shower in the morning. So go out, have a run, or just do some exercises to get the blood pumping in your brain, and then jump into the cold shower, and that activates as well your energy level for the rest of the day. But again, it's very painful. You need to be trained on it. So I think other things works. too, like, well, scheduling like calls or I record this podcast. So this was technically started at 10 a.m. where I'm at. It's not exactly the crack of dawn, but I got to take kids to school and help with that. But having a conversation, it's like singing, talking, anything that gets you moving, I think is, is a key. And I think a lot of people really struggle with that. I mean, as adults, let's be realistic. Like there's one thing to be idealistic. It's another thing to be realistic. You know, sometimes we have a couple of beers or a glass of wine or something like that. And you might feel that in the morning. And the thing is you can shake that off. You just got to get up and do it. Now, did Nike say it best when it came to productivity, when they just said, just do it? And that's the hardest part, right? Taking yeah. action. <laughs> yeah. Because if you, if you think about it, there's two things that drive what you do. One is action. And then the second one is the will, the will to take the action. And a lot of people have the perception that they want to do something, but they don't take the action to do it. And that's the hard part. It's something trained. It's something that 
you need probably a mentor or a coach if you cannot do it. If you go, you, you see a lot of people that go to the gym, right? They need a coach. They need someone to call them and say, hey, from six to seven, you're coming with me to the gym. They accountability. Accountability, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Very few can do it on their own. Uh, I'm one of the few because I'm very structured, as you said. So I have the will, I have the right perception, the right framing of problems. For me, any obstacle or problem is a way to find an opportunity behind it. It's just the way you re reframe it or uh, convince your mind about it. And that's hard as well. You need to train it. You, you need to have that muscle memory going on all the time. You know, another productivity hack, I think, uh, so I'm also the founder of gigabook.com. It's a scheduling platform. It's actually what you use to schedule this, this uh, recording. And, you know, one of the, so in Balance Me, I did interviews with a lot of highly successful people. We had like rock stars, gold medal Olympians. And, you know, one of the, uh, one of the conversations in that book was with a guy named Joel Cummins, who's a keyboardist in a band called Umphreys McGee. And they have been touring and playing big shows for over 20 years. And his advice for product for related to productivity was to not overload your schedule. So the assumption you should go into every day with is that there will be distractions and a lot of stuff is going to take longer than you think it will. Now, if you end up, so a lot of people are like, Hey, I got to be productive. And so they, they, they jam pack their calendar with a million things. And that's actually counterproductive in a lot of cases. Cause what happens is you get this waterfall effect where if the first thing you're doing in the morning, you end up skipping things, other things, you know, roll over. So I put buffers and like, actually, as we built Gigabook, I insisted on being able to add buffers to certain things. Cause I might want to tell you if we're going to do a phone conference that it's 30 minutes, but I need 15 minutes on either side to either, I don't know, get my shit together. Or like if it's, you know, if we have a few minutes, it's spill over. So everything isn't just this waterfall of chaos down the road. So give yourself a buffer. Cause I mean, real, is it fair? I think it's fair to say that things almost always take longer than you think they're going to take. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, we're the opposite, right? I like uh, to uh, chunk things. So I call it chunking where I try to get activities back to back, but in a very efficient way. So in the past, I used to go to the gym like everyone else. And uh, it took me 35, 40, 50, one hour to complete an exercise because I had time. Now, when you have more responsibility, I managed to figure out how can I get the same or even more um, impact with the same effort, maybe, but in a less time. So I chunk the activity. I do the same with meetings. So I have my calendar, which is 15 or 30 minutes, and I have it in my signature. If someone wants to talk to me, this is what we need to abide by, and we need to be efficient during the call so that we can get things done. So I, I like to chunk things and stack them together so that I have more things done within the same time frame. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Cause you mentioned Calendly. I'm the founder of Gigabook. I look, whether you use Gigabook or not, it, it, use some form of online scheduling. Cause if you don't, well, first off, I kind of feel like it's weird when someone doesn't send me their calendar, you spend a lot of time 
uh, going back and forth. I, I don't know, Hadi, are you available at 1 p.m. on Wednesday? And then I have to wait for you. I have to make you send an email that says, well, Matt, I'm not available at 1 p.m. on Wednesday, but I am available from 9 to 10 on Thursday. Is that good for you? And then I reply, I'm like, no, that's not good for me. How about Friday at 3? And then by the time that's all done, we've spent more time messing around with, you know, here's like, here it is. Pick a time, click it, and like Gigabook sets up the Zoom call. I think Calendly probably does too. Calendly is like the ba- the super basic version of Gigabook. So like at a minimum, like it's free if that's all you need is simple, like a bridge to your Google Calendar, go for it. If you need something more complex that collects forms and customization and a lot of stuff like that, that's what we do at Gigabook. And, you know, like, I mean... When someone sent a request to an appointment with you or they're like, hey, and they send you a big list of like when their times are available, do you just think, man, you got to take this online, dude? Absolutely. I mean, that, that's the reason I have it in my signature and I refer to it just for ease of coordination. Because as you said, you might lose time. And remember, this is an asynchronous messaging. So you might message me, I go into a meeting and I can get back to you after 30 minutes, 60 minutes. Now we've lost more than just one hour. So I like to find these tools that save time. Another tool, which is very interesting. Um, I recently had a chat with uh, the founder. It's called Magical. So it's like an extension on your Chrome and it allows you to save, um, uh, let's say, certain text that you want to send for people multiple times. And then you pick a, a hack like you do with Excel, control A, and then it's automatically copied and pasted. So it saves a lot of time of rekeying in the same message over and over again. So I like these hacks as well that, we're, that are very helpful when, when you're in sales and marketing and cold emailing and in, in reaching out to guests, for example, on on podcast, that would be very useful. Yeah, I know we're sitting here trying to share the secrets of the of the mystical secrets of successful entrepreneurs, but how about the just the good old fashioned to do list, Hadi? You know, I, I, I write it down. Um, you know, it, now as digital, uh, so as the owner of a tech company that's on the Inc. Five Thousand. I still do a handwritten list, man. I just, there's something I, I, I have tried to do a lot of digital stuff like Gigabuck has a to-do list. I've tried, uh, to do list, and, and I mean, there's a bunch of them and really in the end, like, it's still like, here it is, I'm holding it up and it's a mess. But part of what I do is I want it to be a mess because I rewrite it about every other day. And I find that I almost shame myself into doing a bunch of stuff because I'm like, okay, I can sit there and rewrite this shit for the sixth time. And you're like, just do it. Just get it done. So I will actually knock multiple items off of my list, recopying it. So as I do that, I'm kind of in this, I don't know, it it keeps things going. And, uh, you know, it just makes it pretty easy for me to jot stuff down. I really have tried to go digital with that. So many people, and there's a lot of people that are good. Like, I mean, if you have an Apple watch or an iPhone or any of that stuff, like Siri will help you with it. It just hasn't been my jam. But I think the key is to continue, like, look, you can sort it later. But write it down somewhere so you don't forget to do it. I there, I think there's nothing worse than constantly having to tell someone. Someone else is relying on you. to. They need an answer from you so they can be productive. 
and you're like, oh man, I forgot that again. So I got another one too. So I, I invented this. I call it the rule of yes. So look, there are, the people around you can suck your productivity out of you. It's If you've ever heard the phrase death by a thousand tiny cuts, a lot of times your employees are the ones making those cuts. So I invented this thing. I call it the rule of yes. If you think I'm going to say yes, 90% of the time, don't ask, just do it. And I will deal with the 10% of the time that you're wrong. So this doesn't apply to things that are like, hey, can I be late for the ninth day in a row? That's not what this is intended to do. But you'll find you get people like, hey, uh, we're out of envelopes. Should I buy more? Yeah, probably. You know, you don't need to ask the CEO that. But the rule of yes, and I empower people to flex that. I'm like, just go take care of it. You know, don't ask, don't let me get in the way. And that improved my productivity tremendously because I didn't have to sit there and go through that stuff. Another thing too is in that, in the same vein, you'll get people that will ask you a question every time they have one. If you've got people like that around, you just ask them to write them down and ask you all at once. So it's not six different distractions. It's one quick little list that you go through. Have you, have you, you're nodding your head. So I'm assuming you've had the same issue and problem. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you're a remote uh, team, you get different requests at a different point in time. Yeah. Every time something pops up in someone's head, they write it down and then you expect to, you know, reply to them. Now, what I've done from a productivity perspective is I've trained myself to be efficient in answering back. And the, the requests that take more time, my rule of thumb is to reply immediately and tell people that I need this much time to get back to you. Because the reality is that the asynchronicity between the messaging puts people with the perception that, hey, this person is rude. He's not responding to me. I'm not as important to them. So I like to always get back and say, okay, Here's the answer if I can get it to you immediately. If I can, leave me a note, leave me a message. Um, if I can, great. If I can, here's the timeline where I will deliver. Like I have a report to review or I have a marketing campaign to look at the, the statistics. I would get back to people and say, okay, I need a couple of days or three days or five days so that they have also the ability not to wait or not to expect that I did not answer them or I forgot, as you, as you mentioned. I, I think you're spot on with that. I, it's, you know, I, I think if you reply to people quickly and you just tell them like, Hey, I'm going to need to, I can't, I can't do this right this second. That's going to make, now, if you wait three days and then tell them that that's a different delivery, um, the, it, I'll put a little twist on that. I'll say, Hey, I'm going to need three days. If you haven't heard from me by Wednesday at the end of the day, ask me again. And I, and, and then if I get to that point for some reason, I forgot it or spaced it out or whatever, I'll make that a priority, especially with someone's following up. But I think a lot of times people you work with are shy about, well, I didn't want to bug you. Well, bug me. Cause if I'm in the way of you getting your job done, I need to know that. And that can be a problem. I had that same issue, especially as the company's gotten bigger because, you know, and that's, that's where I'm going to move to the good old world of delegation. I think you got to look at, we talk about the value of time and 
there is a, a, a saying that I hear so many entrepreneurs and leaders make. They're like, well, I, it's faster if I just do it myself. Wrong. Because you, if you don't learn, if you don't let other people learn how to take all this stuff off your plate and you're just like, well, I can do it myself faster. You're sentencing yourself to always having to do it. And we talk about stacking. This is a bad stack. These things stack up. And next thing you know, you're spending your, you know, I, that's been a real hottie. That has been one of my personal battles that's I've really had to be militant with myself to try to push those things back. And I ask myself, I'm like, is this what I should be doing? And, you know, you mentioned like you have a lot of employees. I've got a lot of employees, get people that can do the job. And I think when it comes to productivity, if there are things that you don't like doing or things that you're not great at, your prop, those are going to be the things you're going to procrastinate and not do. So those should probably be the first thing that you get off your plate by getting someone to do it. Sometimes you have to s slow down to speed up. You're absolutely right. And I think when you're running a company, it boils down to the quality of the hire that you're bringing on board. Because if you get someone who on, on his resume is great, but they ask you questions, they need your advice every time, they cannot figure it uh, figure like a solution on their own, it reduces your productivity because now you have to be attentive. And this scalability of this goes literally to a different level when you're, when you're managing 50 employees or 100 or 2,000 or 3,000 as the company grows. So it's important. One of my productivity hacks is can I find the right hire and get it right from the beginning and this is where it boils down for me having certain interview questions that uh, bring out the characteristics or values that tells me, okay, this is a person, he's a self-starter or she's a self-starter. They can uh, find solutions for problems. They can actually go and do the research before coming and say, hey, this didn't work. Can you help me out? And I think sometimes there's a luck element here because even the questions might fool you at a point in time. So I like to make sure my productivity starts from the hire itself rather than the, the task or eventually the, the action of that person. Yeah. And that can be a challenge sometimes. Cause like you said, in an interview, sometimes, I mean, in having hired hundreds of people uh, in my life at this point, I will say that you never know what kind of a job they're going to do until they show up and do it. I have had people like some of the a triple plus interviewees that I've had have been shitty employees because they show up in their heads in a different place. Like, you know, and that, and that happens. Well, speaking of productivity and efficiency, man, we are almost out of time. And I like to end my episodes with what I call the founders freestyle. I say my episodes, I'm not the only host of the show. If you listen regularly, then you know that make sure you tune in for Matt Watson's weekly show, Lauren Conaway's weekly show and Andrew Morgan's weekly show. And don't forget Matt Watson and I end the true spirit of how startup hustle began do an episode together every week. Thank you so much for the support. If you have some time, come on over and join the startup hustle chat on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and type in startup hustle and you'll find us. So Lots of interesting stuff going on in there. So as promised, the founder's freestyle, and you're a founder of a company. So really, as we end this episode, how do you like, what's the best advice or what stood out from this conversation 
that could help a fa- another founder the most with with productivity and and in general. That's that's a great question. So I think one thing is do your inventory list and see what sort of activities are you taking on a daily basis, how much time they're taking from you, and put them on a matrix, uh, impact versus effort, right? If they are taking a lot of effort and they're low impact, they're not producing revenue for the company, they're not advancing the company, just eliminate them, get them out of your way. If they're high impact and high effort, probably you need to plan and strategize and put some time on your calendar efficiently and then have some people help you do that because you cannot do all the tasks on your own. And then definitely if something is low effort, low impact, probably it's not a priority for now. You can move it for, for a later period of time. So I like to, to, to put an inventory of all the activities and then assign them different um, values. And I, I always say, if you have enough energy, you can get things done. Even if you do some mistakes, you still can recover because you will be able to get back on your feet and try to figure out things. Well said. Well said. Now, before I have my closing remarks, a quick reminder that today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by Fullscale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult and Fullscale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably and has the platform to help you manage that team. Go to Fullscale.io to learn more. Uh, I think for my closing remarks, I mean, I think the the key to productivity is is prioritization and um, getting the most valuable tasks done, not letting them linger, delegating low, low value tasks. Um, you know, once again, if you're interested in learning more, I'm, uh, you know, you, I've made balance me a dollar 99 or it's a really cheap book on Amazon Kindle. It's for sale for the least amount possible. Uh, and in that there is, I, I did a chart. So I actually kind of in that book help you understand how to put a score and a value to some of the things that you're doing. I do want to reiterate that activities that move you towards a goal in your personal, professional, or physical life are always high value. And there are certain things that you can do that'll move you towards multiple goals. Those are the highest. I think if you also got to, you know, people that say that they're like, Oh, I don't have enough time. You do. You're just spending it doing the wrong shit. Um, you know, if it's so much easier to do something 10 minutes a day than it is to do it five hours once a month. And that's a big mistake. I see a lot of people make, you know, if you're going to eat the elephant, you need to do it one bite at a time. So let's, let's start chewing. And, you know, any, any big worthwhile task that you want to do also quit looking at it as one big thing. They are almost all just a huge series of smaller things that you need to do. So you can kind of reverse engineer your success and, and find all these little things. And sometimes when the task doesn't seem, it's like, Oh, we, do we have to take a step forward or do we have to climb a freaking mountain? So taking a step forward, is a lot easier to embrace and put your arms around, you know, with that, man, I'm all fired up. So I'm going to start, I'm going to get back to work and catch up with you down the road. Hottie. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I hope uh, the episode has some good actionable insights for you listening. I do too. I hope someone stacked this with something else so they found some more value. It's a great way to listen to all, all uh, almost 1,000 episodes of the show. See you all down the road. 
Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. Can